right, all right, all right. It's time for Let's Talk Shop with Denise and Karina. Whether they're navigating the ebbs and flows of running a large-scale pet industry business or chatting about networking at grooming shows and working vacations at sea, you'll for sure be inspired and ready to take on the world, or at least the next doodle. So grab that cup of coffee or whatever beverage is needed at the moment, and let's talk shop. All right, guys, welcome to a very special crossover episode. And for those of you watching on, on YouTube, I have to explain what just happened. With timing, as I was introducing my co-host, my dog jumped up and I was trying to keep her out of my face and telling her she's not my co-host. But as I was doing that, I guess my hand was pressing against her throat because she belched directly in my face. Fantastic. I'm going to find out if the recording actually picked that up because that was a... <laughs> hot air it was it was lovely it was lovely so mary yes who do we have with us today oh my god we have a fun episode today so we're doing a crossover episode with denise perot and karina stanworthy all right all right right. (laughs) thanks for having us yeah thank you flip side thank you for having us oh yes oh my gosh but you're the established one so thank you for welcoming us into your home and and uh and bringing us along for the ride i love a good crossover episode oh oh Um, Oh, yes i'm a big star trek fan so you know (laughs) that's that's something that trekkies do very well as a crossover episode usually to like you know, introduce a new spinoff or just for funsies. This is just for funsies. I love this it. This is for funsies. Mm-hmm. So, Karina, have you been watching the Lower Decks? I love Lower Decks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. Love Lower Decks. Just finished this, uh, what, season four finale? Yep. Oh, fantastic. The, the Lower Decks Strange New Worlds crossover is everything. It is. Okay. It is life. Yeah. That's... Have- have you ever watched Bojack Horseman? Yes, love Bojack Horseman. I what was the lab's name, Mister uh, Peanut Butter? Mister Peanut Butter. Every so often, <laughs> when we do a crossover, I just hear Mister Peanut Butter. <gasps> is this a crossover episode? Because <laughs> <laughs> Mister Peanut Butter is like awesome. That's a good one. Good character. All right. Oh, and since since we're on that topic. <clears throat> For the Traveling Groomers listeners, welcome to episode number 236, recorded on November 5th and will be airing on November 22nd. Correction, this will be airing November 29th because Mary swears she told me we weren't posting an episode the day before Thanksgiving, but ow, my brain could have imploded. She could have told me that. Who knows? Anyway... 1129. So, Denise, what episode is is this for you? This will be our fourth, fourth, third, nice. fifth. We fourth or fifth episode. When this airs, it'll be our fifth episode. I you think. guys are so much better at this than we are. We don't, we don't count them. Um, we, don't. we forget Listen. to introduce ourselves and say who's talking. Yes. So nobody <laughs> knows what they're listening to. <laughs> look we're still learning all right we came up with our name 10 minutes before we start actually i think it was two minutes before it started to be honest and then it's, it, it's fine it's yeah. fine it all works 
It does. And you should see our early episodes. Oh, seriously. You want to feel better about it? Oh, yeah. Actually, oh. no, you want to feel really better. Listen to our very first episode. Oh, no, we re-recorded that. We did. Ooh, that bad, so listen huh? to episode number two. <laughs> or did I well, just... Now I want to hear the first one. The very did first one. Oh, no, that's it. long gone. The so lost sorry. tapes. The lost... <laughs> the lo- it was, it was, we were, the sound quality was so bad. I was literally sitting on my sofa with my laptop and using that mic from my laptop. Hey, you got to start somewhere, right? It's true. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you know, doing the thing rather than thinking about doing the thing or waiting to get perfect about doing yes. the thing means you'll never get it done. Amen. How long, I mean, yeah. how many times do we procrastinate on projects and don't just mm-hmm. do them? And yeah, nope. Yeah. Feel you. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Nope. Yeah. That's absolutely, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely And, and I, I want to say it. We were nominated for Barclay Honors, like almost right out of the gate. Okay. With some really terrible production quality <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> It's much so you're better. saying there's a uh, chance. Yeah, yes. the bar is crossed. Okay. Well, you guys, uh, you guys raised the bar on your way up. So thanks a lot for that. Yeah. No, thanks. Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of mean that because I'm, I'm on a little like, I'm on a mission. We we touched on it briefly in our in our pre hitting record chat, but I'm like, I don't want to be Susan Lucci, so <laughs> I am aiming to raise the bar as high as I possibly can until I'm like peering over it, hanging on by my fingertips, going, "This is it, right? This is good as I got. This is it." Because you yeah, know, we're gonna win one year, and we're gonna be sitting at the table and not paying attention, right? <laughs> And they'll be at the table looking at us and pushing us out of our chairs. And I'm like, oh, it'll be it'll be the year we didn't expect. It'll be the yeah, year it'll be we your, didn't expect. It'll be the year that you give up and you don't go. Mm-hmm. That'll be the year. You'll be like, yeah. you know what? We had a yeah. good run. I'm going to stay home. And yeah. then boom, boom, yeah. you're going to win. That, don't worry. Yeah. I'll accept it on your behalf. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I got you. Well, I'll be at Hershey. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. with, I'm at Hershey with Evolution Shears. I that's not good. It'll be, be the year option. you can't get in. You can't get tickets. It'll be the year I yeah. I don't bother getting tickets, and I forget because I'll go. Oh, I'll just walk in and listen at the end. But I'm gonna forget yeah. because yeah. I'm going to be sitting and having a lovely dinner elsewhere and be two chocolate martinis in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm really annoyed at Shannon. Roberts, because she introduced me to the chocolate, chocolate buzz. martini. Um, oh, the chocolate buzz. Good one. Yeah, they're so good. Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. They're so. Good. <clears throat> oh, uh, the martinis. Oh, guys, you 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 missed it. At apparently, Mary gets very physical when she's buzzed on chocolate buzzes because. Do you Not hit people you. too? Because I like, hit like, people. Fight me no, physical or stole. Stole. fight me physical? Like stole. fight oh me physical phone. because no, no, no. You she willingly handed over an unlocked no, phone to me. No, so no. dumb. So d- I, I, you're a smart person, but that was a dumb but move. One person I thought I could trust. <laughs> 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 it was your first mistake. 
So I was typing in a very innocent, Chris is the best person ever, like, Facebook status update. Now, I had my leg in a cast on a knee scooter. Hershey I should have thought of that before she stole my phone. She attacked a disabled woman. Two weeks post-surgery. Two weeks. And she's, so she's sitting next to me at the table and I'm leaning over and she's like lying on top of me trying to get the phone. And now this could have been solved. Mary pointed out very logically. Phone at any point. I could have dropped the phone at any point. Could have released the stolen merchandise. But do you think I was going to do that before I hit post? Thank you. That's all. That's all. Wow. All right. Yeah, no, I'm on Chris's side here. Mary, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute monster. That's it was the martinis. That's just, it, was it, was the buzz. it was the chocolate buzzes. And you know, and and even if you'd have like flattened me, even if I you would have knocked me out of my chair, I still would have had no regrets. <laughs> no, no regrets. I'm just saying. Okay. All right, guys. So, <sighs> yeah, we actually get to the podcast. Yeah. Well, no, this was our opening. Do okay. time. This, this was our opening, our introduction. We're Mary, I've been doing this a while. Other. I've been doing this a while. Let me give you some tips. You can't force it. <laughs> uh-huh. so, you can't force okay. it. You can't. You got to just sometimes let it happen organically. Okay. Thank you. Thank you organically. For that. organically. That's for you. That's for okay. you. Th- See, thank, and- you. thank you for that podcast advice. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It's good advice. It's good advice. See, what happens is I have a list of times we need to do things and my goal is to guide Mary to it organically because if she cuz if she knows she i have a list a list okay if she knows i have a list of when out. things are supposed to happen mm-hmm. i guarantee you Karina i will not be Chris in this relationship we will not have that kind of structure well yeah. one of us has to be i mean <laughs> but but that being absolutely said i also have a list of when our commercials are supposed to go and it is time for me to hit my very first button of the podcast. Ta-da, and we're back. So, all right, now I have to know, we talk about customer service a lot on the podcast. And before we hit record, Karina said something and made an allusion to how how she was still hot about something that happened at, I want to say, Rite Aid. 
And I need to hear this story in my life because I think we can take every customer service interaction, good and bad, we have outside of grooming and apply it to ourselves and our shops and how we deal with customers. So lay it on me. All right. Well, okay. So I, I learned a couple things about myself today at the Rite Aid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am there to finally get my flu shot and my winter COVID booster. And so I made uh, an appointment online before I went. My appointment's at 1020. So I am there at 1010. And um, check in with the pharmacist. She takes my insurance card. She said she'll call me when she's ready. Great. So I'm like bopping around. I'm going to pick up, you know, like I can always spend money in a, a pharmacy. I can find something to buy that I don't need. And then the lady behind me also checks in for her vaccine appointment. And she is a much older woman. And um, m much older than me. And she is there with her husband. And... Um, they can't find her appointment in the system. And she immediately goes from zero to 100 on this poor little pharmacy assistant who is just trying to do her best. So she goes from like, well, what do you mean? Where's my appointment? And, you know, the pharmacy assistant is like, well, our system's just honestly, it sucks. And sometimes, you know, maybe it was a different pharmacy that you registered and, and she tried to blame the system you know mm -hmm. and um and this lady just immediately jumps into dropping f-bombs so i'm like oh okay we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna do this and so what i learned about myself is that um when when i am a third party bystander um i i mean i was like huffing and puffing and making a lot of noise to show her how annoyed i was with her <laughs> um <laughs> And what I learned about myself is that I am I am one bad day away from potentially assaulting someone if they are being rude to someone in customer service. So like the flip side of it, you know, while I really encourage my team um, to provide excellent customer service and to really hear people out and to be patient and kind and never assume malice um, on the other side of it. If I see a, a customer being rude to service staff, I will say something. So the best part of this was when she was like, when is your appointment? And she tried to drag me into it. Uh, and I said, 1020. And she's like, that's when mine was supposed to be. And I was like, are we going to fight in the Rite Aid? Like, are we going <laughs> to are we going to throw hands? Because I'm a lot younger than you. And it sounds like you're very ill from the vaccines that you're getting. Like, I wouldn't suggest I don't think this is going to go well for you. So um, every time she started talking to me, I, I just, I couldn't like get this lady to understand that she was being really irate and, and rude and making everybody uncomfortable. So it got to a point where every time she started talking, I would go, oh my God, and just look at her. But the, the true icing on the cake was uh, she was she started to complain about how long it was going to take and there's just like two people working and so she proceeds to go over and start talking to them while they're working thereby making it a longer process for everyone involved so she's like going up to the pharmacist and saying hey i heard you guys are going to close um how do you how what kind of gel do you use in your hair how do you get it to stay up like that 
I'm going to rate your, your website really bad. And so this whole time I'm just like this lady and also her husband is like doing nothing. You know, I, I hope that when I'm that bad, whoever I'm with is like, Hey, shut up. You're being obnoxious. You know, um, like, please, everyone here, if you see me being obnoxious to wait staff or service staff, please tell me to shut up. Okay. We'll do. But, um, you know, he didn't really wrangle her in and I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for the, the, for everyone involved and she just was not taking a hint that she was being really obnoxious but um what i did notice while i was ready to throw hands the and and, you know can you imagine the local news like (laughs) local local woman (laughs) assaults elderly woman in in the farm you know like i was i was sitting here thinking like what will be the news story um and also i just couldn't get away from her it was like she was everywhere in that pharmacy but I also like had so much respect for the, you know, the, the people in the pharmacy, um, they were treating her very, they were being very pleasant. They were not being combative back at her, you know, she was yelling at them and she was like, they, they very much just kept saying like, we're sorry, we know. Yeah, it really stinks. And they were so pleasant and so kind and caring with her. And, you know, part of that I think is maybe they're used to, um, working a lot with, irate elderly population i'm not sure um Uh, i mean they tend they tend to get a little grumpy and i just have so much respect for them because they had all the patience in the world for this woman and i thought you know kudos to them because i have none being here on the outside watching how they're being abused by this lady and they are just making her feel welcome and they are not passing judgment against her at all and they are not attributing anything she says to malice they're just answering her questions as honestly as they can you know i've called corporate and the store manager when i've seen situations like that to give because if you know this person is gonna call and and complain i'm gonna i'm gonna call ahead of time saying hey listen this is what really happened in the store in case Mm -hmm. you get the phone call your staff is phenomenal Mm mm-hmm I have also watched a store manager berate an employee in public, which is a huge no-no for me. Oh, yeah. That also warns a phone call to corporate while I am standing in front of them relaying the information. (laughs) That's awesome. And I have to remember to do that. Did you make eye contact? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you make eye contact? This manager is just berating the employee in front of me. I'm a customer. Now I feel awkward and bad for this employee. Do you have a high turnover rate in this store? Yeah, just awkward, crazy eye contact. (laughs) And, you know, and that's ultimately why I didn't really escalate the situation because it's not not my job to take care of this lady as much as I would like to. But also, like, I, I figured, you know, they have a handle on it. They're they're fine. They're not, you know, she's not actually hurting anybody. Is she being like obnoxious and making everyone uncomfortable? Yeah, but they're probably used to it. Yeah. In, in my life before grooming, I actually found that when someone starts to get that way towards you, the more pleasant you are, it either takes them down or makes them crazier. Because you're being sweet and pleasant and your voice is going like this. And you're just like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. I wish I could do something else to help you. 
And when they start getting even more agitated, maybe because I'm not as nice a person as I play on podcasts, but it just brings me a little bit of joy that they are now elevating their blood pressure and losing their ever-loving minds over me being nice to them. Yeah, and that's where... That's where she was going for sure. Sorry, go ahead, Denise. Oh, no, you're fine. No, that's the nine times out of 10 when I handle upset clients and I don't engage with them, I actually get worse reviews or feedback from them. Um, I actually had one person get mad at me because I wasn't arguing with them and I was listening to what they had to tell me. And it was the strangest thing as I'm on the phone with them and I'm just listening because I wanted to hear their side. I sort of had an idea, right? I I was not the person. I was not a part of this story. I I walked into work and, you know, I don't even remember what the circumstances were, but I knew I had to talk to this woman and she wasn't happy. And um, yeah, I just was listening to everything. And within two seconds of her voicing her concern and her complaint, why aren't you answering me? You don't have anything to say. And like, she got even worse with me because I didn't, I wasn't interrupting her. I wasn't trying, I was trying to process everything. So I knew how to handle it, but because I wasn't engaging at the time, I didn't care apparently. And I said, no, I'm just trying to listen to you so I can understand what's going on and I can go ahead and help the situation. Okay. Then she got got worse. (laughs) Hold that, hold that thought. We're going to I have some questions and we're going to maybe dissect that. Okay. And, but it, it's time to hit a button because that went fast because it was a good story. Okie dokie. So I wonder, and I don't know because I wasn't there Mm -hmm. and I can't say that you did anything wrong, but I wonder if that's one of those situations where you're trying to do active listening, but because it's a phone call, she didn't hear you go, "Mm -hmm, okay, I'm here. You know what I mean? If she didn't hear some kind of, because you were trying to do active listening, because it's easier in person, because then you can listen, you can do the nods, you can do the, and you can say, okay, what I'm hearing you, okay, I'm trying to, to process all this. You have a very, just some parroting back to them. So I wonder if maybe because it was a phone call and not an in-person, she didn't realize that's what you were trying to do. Um, yes. I I mean, I can most definitely, right. There's always a difference of interaction face to face where you can read body language a a lot Mm -hmm. easier. She probably didn't hear me because she wasn't saying you're giving any kind of breathing into her ranting and telling me her story to actually allow me to get a chance to, um, tell her that I was listening. And got Um, to cut her off. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I mean, it happens, right? And and listen, on a client side, I empathize with clients. If they're upset, they obviously want to get their their point across, right? I don't think we should be punching bags, but I understand. Um, I have to say, though, I was very taken back. That was the first time that, um, and I work really hard with active listening. I used to be a very reactive person. So the fact that I actually like stood back and didn't try to interrupt and say my side or or make it better right away, I want a processing. Um, who would have thought that would have backfired that time? But okay. See, <laughs> I, I think when it's the, the difference between active and passive listening can seem so close when you're used to being reactive. Mm -hmm. So I think you may have inadvertently gone a little more passive, but probably because you were just trying to breathe in. See, see, Mary, I edited. We didn't know if your, your podcast was salon. No. All right. So I I said masturbation like three times last episode and now it's in this episode. So there you go. Sorry. (laughs) Actually, Sorry. That may be a traveling groomer first, Mary. I dropped the F bomb a ton. Ever. But I think we've never <laughs> I, I almost say I almost yeah. said we've never masturbated on, on You're welcome. <laughs> but, you um, I don't think we've ever used that word. So yeah. It, it's a good word. It applies. Um okay, so I have to give a just a, a sliver of context. <laughs> yes. It or they can listen a- to the episode. Yeah, or you can listen to the episode. It's no, not about actually. That. What episode was it in? Listen to the <laughs> third yeah. episode. Let's talk. Let's talk shop. Episode three of Let's Talk Shop, and and I am referring to doing things that feel good but are not productive, and and just continuing to do things just because they feel good instead of things that produce real results. So you're just focusing on dopamine, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Well, yeah. that at hundred percent applies, and yeah. I completely forgot what we were talking about uh, so, because... so i want to um talking about denise's active listening backfiring. Oh, oh yeah 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 but i also no. think people like to be spoken to in different ways and nobody yes. walks around with their communication style tattooed on their forehead although i would like to submit that i would like to live in that world yes because whereas i enjoy very direct to the point communication most people cannot deliver that and do not know that I would like that so I think also part at least part of my active listening is trying to better gauge how this person wants to be communicated with which is very very challenging for me because it was well into my 30s that I realized that oh not everybody likes to be spoken to the way you deliver information which Mm -hmm. was that was earth shattering right And we only have, when we come to customers and client satisfaction, we have such a teeny tiny minute window, right? To learn how to do that. And if you don't possess the tools or you're learning to, because I'm where I'm always working on communication and customer service skills and, and figuring out how people want things and, and delivered and working with larger staffs. I have, you know, you have to, right? There's yeah. all that part, but to try and nail it in that short amount of time is really hard, right? So it, yeah. it's sort of keeping your emotions intact too and us not taking it personal. Like I always had to remember that it's their response to me is a reflection of them, not how I'm necessarily handling this. If I'm trying to listen, I'm just trying to make sense of things and figure out what direction to go. And that's how I process things. Then I do believe I actually said that to her. I'm like, 
not ignoring you. I'm trying to process because that's how I think. Yeah. And then it, it sort of smoothed out a little bit, but sometimes people don't understand that either. Yeah. I'm very much like Karina where I'm really to the point and blunt. Um, but I also like to get information that way too. If someone is telling me something and I'm like three minutes later, now I'm scrolling on the phone because they haven't gotten to the point and we're three minutes in already when they could have just said what the problem was. And I'm like, okay, let me fix that or, or whatever. But yeah. Or sometimes when you try to figure it out and my other, here's a crazy wonky one. Maybe you guys could have told me how I could have handled this one. I had someone accuse us of hitting her dog with a fly swatter because when she took the dog home and she raised the fly swatter, it ran and hid. And it's never done that in the five years that she's owned the dog. So apparently we hit it with a fly swatter. So in the five years she's owned the dog, has she ever raised a fly swatter yeah. at it? Well, not at it. She was just go. She raised it to go fly, swat a fly, and this was the first time. A few days later, after getting groomed, so we must have hit. Well, I just want to say, (laughs) if you picked up a fly swatter abruptly in front of me, I would flinch too. But nobody's ever hit me with one. (laughs) Right. You know, I just, I don't know. I did you tell her? Do you even have a fly swatter on the premises? No, not at all. Uh, I even said we have, yes, it was a very odd, um, awkward conversation. And probably as Mary said, like in 20 minutes in, and I said, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do for this. What would you like me to do? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, we're not getting anywhere. That might be, that might be an, uh, a, um, to make another Star Trek reference, uh, that might be a Kobayashi Maru, which is just a no-win yeah. scenario. Yeah, that that sounds like <laughs> and that I, sounds and like one of those. I think well, good, you just you. I think she just wanted to complain. Yeah, yeah. I think she just wanted to vent, and you what you did by listening to her was listen to her and give her what she wanted. And you you may have also said, well, I don't believe we even have a fly swatter on the premises, but you know what? Just in case, let me look around. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'll review our video footage. There you go. And, I like that. And she seems like she would have been happy. And at the Probably. same time, apparently, I just had a realization. If those watching saw an odd look on my face. I apparently have had a little bit of a fucked up life. Not as fucked up as others. I recognize that. But just fucked up enough to go, you've never been hit by a fly swatter? I saw you. <laughs> do that Bless and i didn't heart. know i didn't know what that meant i don't That's, i'm not saying i haven't been hit by household objects but okay but yeah not a fly swatter okay that's fair that's that, that's fair that that's what like that face wouldn't like. wooden spoon spatula my mother was the wooden belt. spoon my father no, my father was the belt and it was the belt do you want me to get the belt no yeah. it was whatever one was holding up his pants Oh my gosh. It was it was the guys. Yeah. This different, is not different, good. Different, different time. No, different, different time. Very different not good. Um very so my good. father's my father's <laughs> generation is he came home with a note one time from his school t- from his teacher. And the note was a good note. The note was saying what a great student he was. His father didn't even open up the note at first. He brought a note home from the teacher, therefore it must be bad. And my father got beat. And then my grandfather opened up the note and read it and said, well, 
that beating was for something you got away with that I didn't catch. Okay, so you guys, I feel, are a, a little younger than us, like generationally. Is this why all old people are so cranky? Because yes. they all just got the yes. shit kicked out of them as a kid? Also, Absolutely. I'm not calling you guys old. I'm talking about yes. the, the lady this morning. Like, did she get beat yes. with a belt? And that's why she thinks it's okay to act like this in public? I'm going to say yes, yes. Because the, the thing that younger people don't realize is, and I'm not defending my father by any means, but compared to how his father treated him, he was gentler, which is a terrifying thought. So every generation goes, Ooh, I don't want to, I didn't like getting the shit beat out of me. I'm going to beat my child a little less. That's not funny, but I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm going to beat my child. And they don't start out going, I'm going to beat my child a little less. They start out going, I'm never going to do that. But because they were reared with bad habits, they get pushed to a certain point and they snap and they pull out a belt or spoon. Yeah. And then they feel shitty about it. Hopefully. Hopefully. But that's how every generation theoretically gets a little bit better as to what is considered the norm. And you're always going to have abusive asshats out there. And the goal is for that, though, not to be the norm. Yeah. This I just went dark. Well, a little bit, but I mean, I think, I think it, it, it does. It, 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 it's dark, but crossover episode, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I think referring it back in turn. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack here, right? There's generational trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I talk about that amongst my staff quite a bit at how millennials and Gen Zers, Zoomers get a bad rap about mm -hmm. certain things but i will say customer service wise they are my easiest clients um it's typically the older clients that um not not always but if they're if the handful of times that i've had an irate client that i've had to like say whoa you need to like cool it down um they've been older people and i so i teach community college anatomy on the side and I was telling my kids last week about how, as we get older, all the parts of our brain that hold us together and stop us from being just a raging psychopath, they get a little bit relaxed. And <laughs> it's and I'm not saying that people have brain damage. What I'm saying is it's much easier when you're older, you know, to to be cranky. It's so easy to be cranky. It's so easy to slip into that because the inhibitory parts of your brain just don't work as well as, as they used to. And you can think about this just in terms of like stamina. Like when you're 20, you can party all night and you can eat a whole pizza at 4 a.m. And you can sleep it off and be at work at 8 a.m. Just for example, not not naming any names. Who does that? <laughs> but like your capacity for that diminishes with age. And so... For a lot of people that come in and they're like irate about something, I might just be the straw that broke the camel's back. Like there could be a whole morning of minor inconveniences that yes. wore them down before they got yes. to me. And so maybe it has nothing to do with me, but here we are because, you know, their capacity for, for kind of navigating that is diminished. Okay. I'm going to, even though we're late to push a button, I'm going to tell a story that 
semi-relates and then I'm going to jump to a related topic. But I, I was thinking we, we never know what has gone on in their life. First of all, if it's a new customer, we don't know them. We don't know how their communication style is. And the other thing is we don't know what went on in their life. The one time that I'm minorly embarrassed about that I may have cried to get my way somewhere, <laughs> but it wasn't, I wasn't crying to get my way specifically. It just kind of happens. All right. I had, I needed a black, I had this lovely black wool coat and I have cats. So it had cat hair on it. It had dog hair on it. And I needed to wear it to an event that afternoon. And because of everything had, that had been going on, I hadn't gotten a chance to drop it off at the dry cleaner. So there was a place down the road for me that said one hour service. So I'm like, great. I can need, I, I go to drop it off. They take one look at this and they're like, ah, this will be done next week or tomorrow or whatever date they gave me. Like, this is too dirty. Like I can't, it, I can't run it through. It's going to, and I'm like, but you have a one hour thing. It says one hour cleaning. Well, I can't do this in an hour. So I burst into tears because the event that I needed it for that day was my father's funeral. And he'd been in the hospital for a while. So there'd been a lot and with planning and, and, and I had not gotten a chance to get my stupid fucking coat cleaned that I clearly needed to show up not covered in pet hair. But looking back on it, yeah, it probably was an unreasonable request, but because of everything going on in my life, all I was fixated on was, I can get this done in an hour. This one thing will go okay. And they did get it. They did get it done for me. <laughs> like it still had some pet hair on it, but it was presentable and that's all I needed. And yeah, I do kind of feel bad at putting them on that spot, but it wasn't necessarily on purpose. It was that straw. And, and you don't know if a miscommunication between the spouse that dropped the pet off and the person picking the pet up on, what do you mean the dog is shaved? I had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah, it's just hair, but it could have been their straw because they could have had a shitty day. And 10 other big things could have gone wrong. But anyway, we're going to be back in 30 seconds. And I have a question for Denise and Karina. All right. So Karina, you were, and Denise, you were both talking about your employees in the shop. Mary, how many employees do you, did you have when you were mobile? Zero. <laughs> however, 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 when I worked corporate, I had one, two, I had minimum of two, anywhere between two and four, but you know, yeah. and, as, and I'm as also a, as a manager as a manager. And I've also managed a corporate shop 
And then, coincidentally enough, much like Mary, went on to a zero employee model. <laughs> We're doing something wrong, Karina. Corporate shop. Yeah. So okay. how many employees do you guys have each that you have to manage at any given time? I have to count them. Hang on. <laughs> okay, Denise. <laughs> She's counting. I, I, yeah, me too. I sort of had to count them. Um, 25-ish. I'm going to say 25-ish. I, I have about 20. Um, but I have one location and Denise has three. Um, three. And how much is your alcohol bill every month, approximately? <laughs> like, I, that's like the only thing I can... or yes. uh, <laughs> okay. just work related um, pronouns. <laughs> okay. So you don't so, have to answer that one. Honestly, though, it's we were talking about this on our, I think, our first episode how like one to three is easy. Yes. And then three to 10 is hard. And yes. then like 10 to 20 feels different. And then af after it, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's, it's not bad, but it's because I have a really incredible team that takes care of things for me. Um, so I'm sure. Yeah. There's a lot of structure. There's structure. a like, you know, when people are hired, there's just a hiring process. There's a training process. You don't have to think about it. So if you automate everything mm -hmm. and kind of take the thinking out of it, then 20 employees is is not difficult. Um, but so, like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just I, I it's it sounds it, it also like it sounds like there's so many of them. Um, we're open <laughs> seven days a week and my groomers only work four days a week. So there's not 20 of us in the room all together all the time. Like it's not it's not like that. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a big team. Yeah. What were you going to say, Denise? So like one to three, you're at that point where everyone's all adults. We should be able to do this. We don't need to have a lot of structure. Everyone knows what they're doing. And then you learn really fast. That's wrong. And then you start to get structure. And then you realize from four to 10, the structure that worked from one to three does not work for four to 10. And then you sort of hone in on where that middle is. And you just learn to evolve. And after 10, you pretty much hit all of the dynamics. And you've been through so much of a learning curve that you know where it failed earlier, where you needed to tweak, and you start to find that balance. And then all the new people coming in are trained proper. Right. So it's always that's the other key to it. When you get new people, they start in at different levels of your business. So we were talking about um, our last episode, episode three, about boundaries and appropriate um, employee and employer relationships. And, you know, we're both uh, 10 years in and we've changed so much. Like we didn't, I didn't have boundaries, you know, when I started 10 years ago. So all the new employees have a new Denise, you know, they have the new and improved model that has gone through all of the, the, you know, hardships of lack of boundaries. So they have boundary Denise where some of the older, my more seasoned groomers who have been with me for quite some time watched me transition. So sometimes they're maybe a little bit harder because they're used to a different personality, but you just sort of grow with it. And, and you're just a different person when people come in. And I think also like, okay, the thing that comes to mind, and this will not make any sense maybe, but it makes sense in my head. There's that psychology experiment where we used to, we had a bunch of monkeys in a room and when they would do something, they would climb up on something, we would electrocute the monkey, which is not nice. Don't do that. But so we used to do that. 
And at a certain point, the monkeys stopped going up there and stopped doing that thing. And they started teaching their their uh, kid monkeys, their baby monkeys, not to do that thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so at a certain point, you stop electrocuting. And that is not a, a, a metaphor for punishment at all. I was trying to get a touch on the point that like... Well, now um, we know how Karina got her monkeys in a row. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, Just man. saying. Little shock pad, shock pad at each uh, station. No, um, I, I was trying to touch on the point that like it gets easier when you have that many because they teach themselves and they it's do. almost like a self-regulating machine and like the culture kind of keeps itself in check a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, maybe, maybe the most of them haven't been with no none of them have been with me for the full 10 years so now like the things that that i've learned from they didn't see that stuff Correct. but they but they've learned the lesson without the electrocution right that's, like if, mm-hmm. that's a bonus yeah where they didn't have to get electrocuted yeah and see mary call back to a previous episode it all comes back to corporate culture and what culture we set up in our shop i thought you were gonna say it all comes back to monkeys and i was like what (laughs) episode did i miss (laughs) well that depends um well actually now the monkey episode is gonna be this one but this is gonna be the monkey no this is the masturbation episode which you gotta pick you can't have (laughs) oh come on i've seen monkeys at the zoo you pick one you pick the other (laughs) yeah it's true it's true that's true. Um, no, culture is super important, but I mm-hmm. think it's, yeah, it, it's something that it, you got to build it every day. Um, I think when you, when you notice it's there, you can't look at it directly because you'll, you'll lose it. And, uh, and be grateful every night I go home and I'm very thankful on how the day went. Even if you have hiccups, knowing that, you know, it, it was like you said, when you look at the culture, it goes away. You just, mm-hmm. you feel it, right? It's one yeah. of those, ah, this was, everyone got along, everything ran smooth. It was, you know. It's like stars. Crazy. Like sometimes stars, if you look at them head on, they disappear. So you have to like look a little to the side and then they look a little brighter. That's that's exactly my culture. If I, if I think about it too much or I try to look at it too much, like poof, it's gone. Yeah. Because part of it is you've created a self-perpetuating culture that you're not necessarily in the midst of you're kind of overseeing so if you get in there you you, you fuck it all up yeah oh gosh yeah yeah, yeah. It, too much control right like we're still business owners so we feel like we need to control a lot of things and if you try to nitpick that's when it it goes all awry so it <laughs> keeping ourselves in check yeah nice see and this is this is where having for people sometimes it can be crazy and sometimes it can be perfect and it was perfect because my brain just went to monkeys at the zoo and i needed a moment but karina was right there she's like kept going and i'm just i brought it back around i'm sorry it's just <laughs> no no it was good it was good my brain works i was i was recognizing that that was a good thing and i looked too hard at it and see it went poof but <laughs> but i think that learning for our from our mistakes is very important and i'm i'm good at having gratitude for my mistakes but i'm not always good at being grateful for them in the moment maybe not that night maybe the next day maybe the next week i'll be grateful i'm i'm actually putting together a class for the colorado springs show on and what did we learn today <laughs> which is Basically, 
uh, learning from our mistakes and a compilation of stupid things I've done that have made me a better businesswoman. Yeah. And I think we were also talking about this off air. When you get to be a known name, Corinna, Miss no. TV star. No. Appreciate people think that you've always got your monkeys in a row. And they don't know the amount of shocking that had to go on. No. <laughs> but they <laughs> don't true. know. The how much work went of, into it. <laughs> how, the, the amount of work that went into that. And they don't see the mistakes. And that's a downfall of social media. We post our successes and we celebrate each other's successes, as we should. But we don't necessarily post like, wow, look at the massive way I fucked up today. This is this situation is foobard. And how are we going to turn this around? I Yeah, but it's important to talk about it. Um, yes. I teach a business compliance class and it's just a list of all the ways I have messed up mm-hmm. and how to make sure that you don't do what I did. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I, I've, I've, I have ruined everything. I have, I have not had good culture. I have had employees leave and start their own shop. I've had, um, you know, I've had safety issues. I've had, oh, you want to hear a real juicy one? I used to, when I first opened, I didn't know any better. I premixed my shampoo because it didn't say I couldn't on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Listen, we all did that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, I... How how is anybody supposed to like it, it's not just learn from your own mistakes. It's it's tell tell the other monkeys so they don't get shocked. Right. We'll find an electric cattle prod to bring to the next trade show. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Productivity yeah. is gonna go up through the roof, man. Yeah, <laughs> probably not gonna do that on carry on. I'm wondering if I could put that in my check bag. I don't think TSA cares. They're not gonna know what it is. I mean, they, they miss a lot of guns, so, oh, I mean. Seriously, they do. They, they've missed loaded guns. Dude, I bought at one at the Chicago show um, one of those keychains that look like, I know, and I've told the story before, keychains that look like a cat head, but it's basically like really pointy brass knuckles yeah. and like a screwdriver or something. It was really cute. And I stuck it in my backpack because that's, the bag I carry at the show and promptly forgot it was there. I went from Chicago to Vegas. That that thing made it through like three different airports before TSA finally caught it. And they caught it and I, and I'm staring at it like, what the fuck is that even? Like it (laughs) took me a second to recognize what it was and that I had indeed had it in my bag. And I'm like, oh God, that shouldn't be in there. Oh, you can keep that because what the hell was I going to do? I was going to argue. I have have brought a full bottle of water through TSA because I had it in my backpack and I just didn't think about it. And I put it on the conveyor belt. And then when I was putting my backpack back on, I was like, oh, I still have a (laughs) bottle of water. Whoops. I mean, that's their job, man. I'm not doing their job for them. Right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, oh, anyway. Fun times, one more button. Ooh, two more buttons, but one for right now.
All right. So we're we're hitting our we're we're checking off our our marks and our topics. So we've been talking a lot on this podcast about not talking a lot. We had one episode about investments in our business. But I also want to start talking about intangibles and things that not like hardware or tables or or products or tubs. What are some intangible things that we can do for our business? And we were talking a bit about coaching before we hit record. So what are some things that you guys have done for yourselves for coaching to help your business? All right. I have a coach which cost me $97 a month and it's bounce things off of her. Um, she's actually not in the pet industry. So, um, it's more the idea of it, whether or not it makes sense. She was also the person that when I was learning technology and membership sites and all of those good things, she was the one that I spent a lot of money with to learn how to do it because she was that one step ahead of me. There is a great deal of value in coaching when you know what it is you need coaching in. So a lot of what she does for me is more along the lines of mindset and ideas. Okay. And I think it's really valuable to have someone say, well, okay, that's a good idea. And this is how you're going, how you're going to accomplish this. This is what you need to learn in order to accomplish this. So direct me on the right path. So I'm not guessing. A lot of my coaching had to do with technology. And let me tell you something. When you make mistakes in technology, they are very, very expensive mistakes. Um, so you try to minimize those as much as possible. Okay. We are really blessed, I think, in our industry to have a lot of groomers who are moving into the coaching world because it's the been there, done that. So the only coaching I personally do in the grooming world either has to do with mobile grooming or education. That's my jam. But I have coaches. They're wonderful. They're going to get you to point A to point B and a whole lot less time and less money than if you try to do it on your own. But I also think there's a place for coaches that are not in the grooming industry. Mm -hmm. I think we need both when we're talking no, no, about I have, our I, business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely have had need, both in my career. Yeah, I, I actually don't have any coaches in the industry. Um, that's not to say that I don't need one. Just most of my coaching comes outside of the industry. Um, but, you know, they stay in their lane. So my, so I'm, um, I'm part of two separate business groups. One of them has a coach and the other one is more just like a, like I have kind of a whole network of really great people and peers that I can kind of call on if I need help, um, which is really great when you're, when you have an emergency situation in your business. But my coach is actually, um, he's uh, a CPA. So a lot of the coaching that he has me do is very money directed, very much, you know, looking at our P&Ls every month and, and talking about ways that we can make more money and ways that we can save. But he does also a lot of um, strategic planning with, 
with our um, laundromat. So basically um, helping us make goals every year, um, kind of figuring out what we want to accomplish each year. And that's hugely, hugely beneficial for me because when left to my own devices, I will try to accomplish everything and therefore accomplish nothing. Yes. Yeah. But as, as in terms of like industry specific coaching, um, I'm really blessed in that I have like a lot of great people, <laughs> Denise, um, who I can just call <laughs> when I'm having a problem. Yes. So I don't have a coach per se, but a I have a system. Yeah, I have a support system. And, and ultimately, isn't that the same thing? You know, it, sure, it's a little bit less direct you know, directed, it's not as focused and intentional, but, um, I know that if I have industry specific needs, I've got, I've got people to find them, but it is interesting though. My business group is, um, they, they skew a little bit older than me. They skew to be differently aligned politically, I would say. And, but what's interesting is that has actually turned out to be a very good thing for me. And I would hope vice versa. Maybe they like having my point of view as well. Although I'm sure I come off as an obnoxious young person who doesn't understand the world. Um, but I think having a coach who um, will all, or, or just people in your network who will kind of challenge you a little bit and ask you questions and, and give you a different point of view is really, really important. Because at one point they were talking about doing like a women's only group. And I said, oh, no, thank you. And I think they were they were surprised because they were like, oh, aren't you like a feminist? Wouldn't you want that? And I said, no, I'm here for the men's opinions. <laughs> like I <laughs> all I do is work with women. Like, why would I want to be in another room full of them? And if you're in a if you're in a room and just everybody has is agreeing with you, then what is the point? Like, that's not beneficial to me. So I actually like I I love when somebody gives me bad advice, because if nothing else, I can kind of suss that out. Why don't I like that advice? What part of that do I not like? What part of that is it, you know, is it against my values? And then that kind of like helps you better understand yourself and and what you want to do. So um, I would also say not just outside the industry is good, but different viewpoints is very good too. Um, I also want to make mention of, I, I have an accountability partner as well. We meet every Tuesday mm-hmm. and she's in a totally different industry and we just, keep each other on track. You know, uh, she makes sure I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I make sure she does what she says she's going to do. So accountability partners are, are good as well. So there's, there's, there's different options. And Denise here, you know, just so everybody knows, is a business coach here in the pet industry. Yeah. So, well, and I've had both too. So I, you know, I had Chris Berry. She helped me get myself organized. I struggle um, on a, not a leadership side, on the boundary side of really leading a team. So I always geared towards coaches that could help me with communication and moving forward. My geeky side is generational. I love knowing why people tick. So that's why I can employ what I have and be able to work. I mean, I employ anywhere from 18 up to 72. So I have every generational. Um, so I, uh, I do a lot of reading. I'm a serial reader. So I love reading about generations. I love if I'm having trouble with communication, I will go ahead and do that. Um, I'll do Coursera classes too, you know, so if coaching may not be an option for people, Coursera classes, you know, free 
education as far as um, college education and they have courses for everything. So um, yeah. And that's where I went into the whole business coaching because of that. I didn't know what I was doing. I was that person who, you know, started because I had a bad experience in toxic work environment. So that's now my new passion. So I like to do that and help people get their businesses organized because I want to see this industry become more professional and business owners stand behind that and feel more confident in that because I did not. So, yeah. Um, I have a, I have a dirty secret, which is I love reading and I hate business books. God, I hate them. I hate them (laughs) so much and I buy them. Like it's so easy to buy books. My favorite. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I love going to Barnes and Noble and just like when I came to see you, I'm like, Oh, I forgot. We don't have Barnes and Noble by us. I went to the Barnes and Noble and I like spent all this money and I'm like, I forgot how much I love touching books and being in a bookstore. So great. But I, I, every business book I've ever read, I'm like, this could have been a blog post. This could have been (laughs) a paragraph. (laughs) Like just, and that's me. Like Mary, going back to like being blunt, I'm also like, get to the point. Come on, I don't have, I don't have all day. What, what is it? What is it? Say your thing. Get to what, what's the conclusion? You don't have to lead me to water. Just say the conclusion, and I will probably get there as well. But like, you don't have to sell me on it. I already bought the book. Just tell me what to do. So Denise, if you could just read all the business books and send me the cliff notes, that would be great. Thank you. Oh, can do. Perfect. Okay. You know, sometimes you can do that though. You can read the title and the back cover. Like then oh, you're do done. You remember you remember the the uh, what what was it, Denise? Maybe you know who moved my cheese, or where's oh. the cheese? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. I, yeah, someone who was telling me was that you, Karina? That was telling me about that book. That's my dad's favorite book. I think they wrote that book about my dad because everybody's moving his cheese. Um, but but could that wasn't a just... euphemism. <laughs> but but you can just say it like the the whatever the 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 meat is yeah. of that book you could just mm-hmm. say it in like a paragraph yeah there like, is a like there is an app that does that i tried that app i didn't and I like was, it i was still annoyed i was like yeah, this is still like taking it. too long yeah I, oh, i've please. done it it's like 15 minutes it's like the Fun summary time. in 15 minutes up to no. of a book and i wasn't a fan of it because i think it's very subjective so if it, it looked you know whoever was reading it and their opinions of what the summary was not necessarily from the author You know, one of the things I learned in college was working backwards. So organic chemistry, and I loved organic chemistry, by the way, and you start with the end product and you have to go make it. Sorry, nobody loves organic chemistry, Mary. Love. (laughs) Absolute psychopath. My God. I keep saying it. But anyway, it's how I approach doing anything. So if I'm going to do a thing, right, this is the thing I want to do, the finished thing. Just how am I going to get there working backwards rather than going, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to start here and just go all over the place. No, no, no. no. I'm going to start at the end and work my way backwards. No, no. I love organic chemistry. I'm just that, saying. That's very scientific thought process of you, though, because in a scientific paper, it, it you know, the introduction is this is why we did this thing. Here's how we found out. And now I'm going to tell you, like, all the points that support what we're saying and I love that. That's straight and to the point. But, but that is backwards. First paragraph. Yeah, that's backwards from how most people want to be led to a conclusion. I, I just want you to tell me the conclusion and then give yes. me your evidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give me the evidence yep. below. Yep. Yep. That's really funny. Yeah, you're an absolute psychotic. Like I knew you were crazy, but oh my gosh, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that 100% drove a thought out of my head. I was going to say something. 
It's not important. Super topical. Not, Clearly no. wasn't important. But what I'm going to do is uh, push the last button of the day and then ask some, well, second to last, really, and then ask some uh, very important questions. So just hold on, Karina, just truly appreciate this. So my professor in college for organic chemistry graded on a bell curve. Oh, you have to because everybody fails it except Mary. He had to throw <laughs> my data out so that the rest of the class wouldn't fail. Absolutely. Like I barely, um, organic chemistry were absolutely my worst grades and they were the reason that I basically didn't, bother well i don't know i i say there's a lot of reasons why i didn't go get a phd but like it's it's basically that like i got a my first b minus was in organic chemistry so the shame i totally remembered what i was going to say and it was regarding that uh the summary of the books being subjective to who's reading them like i could give you a very short summary of a book that i'm positive you've all either read in school or seen the movie version of, and you may or may not get the book because I happen to hate it. Tell and us. it's boy meets girl. Girl's a bitch, not worth it. Boy completely reinvents himself to be worthy of the girl because he wasn't good enough. Girl is still a bitch and not worth it. People die. The end. I love that book. What book because was that? I think you're I think you're doing great expectations. No, I'm not. But that is exactly That's great expectations. Kind of great expect well, you've got any other guesses? Because you got it, um, it wait, is is it American author? I believe so. You've got one word in the title correct. Well, I don't think it's expectations. Correct. <laughs> great Gatsby? It's the great Gatsby. I hate the Great Hang Gatsby. Hang on, though. That's not what yeah, happens uh -huh. in Great Gatsby. That's the backstory to Great Gatsby. Boy meets girl. But but that's Yeah, but that's everything that you said, that whole thing that you just said, is the backstory. None of, the, none of that happens in, in Great Gatsby. All that happens before you start reading Great Gatsby. But boy meets girl again. Girl is still not worth it. People die happens in Great Gatsby. Sure, sure. All right. Fair, fair. Okay. So yes, I can't because Daisy. Okay, but do you do you hate Daisy or do you hate the book? Because I think when authors can make <sighs> you hate a character, then they have done a good job, and that is a good book. Let me put it this way: it's possible that I just hate Daisy, but I 
was the nerd who did a book report on The Hobbit in like seventh or eighth grade. Okay. I love to read, love to read. I was in AP English, love all the books, read all of the things. The Great Gatsby was the only book I read the cliff notes on because I couldn't fucking stand it and I couldn't get get through it. I think the writing's amazing. I think I I think Daisy yeah, it Daisy could be just the characters sucked. just Daisy hated just them sucked. so much I well, didn't want anything super to do with them. They're rich and out of touch, right? And that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I read it in high school. Yeah. And, uh, oh, generational trauma, and then we'll zip away from that. I read it in high school when I wasn't that many years away from free lunches in the park. So. Mm. Well, you're entitled I, I to your, you're entitled to your had, opinion, old sport. I could have. <laughs> I see what you did there. See what you did there. But as we are in our wrapping up portion, you get a choice. And Mary knows what one of these questions would dare dare not the other dare okay so then it's the new one (laughs) awesome well the the question was going to be would you rather my original like dust off my og hard-hitting journalistic questions or a question that kind of relates to this episode and that's completely new and expired inspired by christopher walken why not both, man? No. I don't think we have time for both, and I think the second one's better. I'll be short. Well, then pick choose okay. your own okay. adventure, okay? It's your party. You your answer. Okay. So, you mentioned you wished you had people had their preferred communication style, like tattooed on their forehead. Have you noticed sometimes it's easier to read dogs' body language than people's? So, yeah. would you rather have the gift of flight or a tail? What kind of tail? A monkey tail or a dog tail? Mm. Because Ooh. my answer is tail if it is a prehensile tail and I can hold things with it like my coffee. <laughs> Has Ooh. to have a purpose, But right? if, it, yeah. if, if it is just for wagging when I'm happy, flight. Flight. Well, no, it's not just wagging when you're happy. It's all the moods. No, it has your to hold something. Could be, get puffy. How you <laughs> hold it depends on your mood. I would always have a puffy tail. <laughs> <laughs> My default would be puffy tail. Um, so, but if it's prehensile, it would be tail because we're we're bringing this right back to masturbating monkeys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's another appendage to work with. Okay, what a good groomer you would be. That's very ah. true. Yeah. You could hold the blow dryer and have both hands on the dog. You know? Like, think about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, we have time. What's the other question? I want the other question. Do it. (laughs) The the other question is, what's your favorite, what's your favorite product? Hmm. What product in your grooming salon, if you, and and I'll phrase it differently. No, no. I'm going to edit that question. It doesn't have to be a... Yes, I'm editing wait, it. No, wait. You can make a second question because I want this one. Damn it! You, you gotta. You get your own questions. Don't edit mine. Mine's very what, straightforward. But oh, it was going to be like, what would what would your groomers ride over if you said we are no longer using this? Um, I don't know if my groomers would riot over it, but they certainly would find another way to get it to ha- to do it. And it's <laughs> it's it's not it's 
it's very straightforward. A happy hoodie. A happy okay. hoodie. Like, mm. I, if we didn't have happy hoodies, we would be, like, wrapping dogs' heads in towels and doing all kinds of, you know, silly things. And I, I, I have a million of them. There's, like, every dog gets one. Every dog gets cotton in a happy, happy hoodie. And I think it's really, really important. So okay. maybe not a sexy answer, but, like, Denise? utilitarian. Uh, my groomers would riot over not having really good force dryers. My canine dryers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now, Mary, what's your question? All right, what would be the non-grooming product? Mm. So maybe business product. My square terminal. Okay. Ooh. No, but you could just really use a phone. No, 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 no. Square, square. The software. The, the big. The, oh, the oh okay. Square the software. Not, not just yeah. the. Yeah. The okay, so is nice. I have to say this because Karina's here. My remarkable. Oh. <laughs> Who does that? Who uses what? that? You nerd. Look at, Mary. Look at you big old nerds. Oh, you both got one. Oh, great, great, great. All right, all right. Yeah, the. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. My Look, my business brain needs here. organization. Yeah, this nerd with organic chemistry and this nerd down here with reading books all the time. What a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Listen, how many? Just the another traveling. thing that I would have to charge that I would forget Listen, about. I'm old school. This is Me two too. notebooks worth right. of, the, of the traveling groomer's notes. And That's I don't right. have to scroll through and find what I named the paper. <laughs> I can I can find it. It's all dated. That's right. Look at that. Look at that. Lost oh, art wait, of, I, of I writing flip- with a real pen on real paper, like a human. <laughs> like a human. Well, we're evolving here, Kareem. <laughs> well, this one's not. This one's okay. not evolving. We have <laughs> pens we can write with. No. Bunch of the one time I'm at a trade show, she's like, do you have something that's not a remarkable pen, like a real pen? <laughs> no, I didn't, actually, was the answer. <laughs> Look, but just by flipping through, I can find that on, on New Year's Eve, episode number 93, we talked about food. 2020 and loss driving off with your driving your mobile van off with the plug attached oh my gosh (laughs) chris i need you to edit this out i have to pee so bad (laughs) (laughs) because i just i downed this tea while we were talking and i'm gonna you know know what or don't edit it out i don't care we're raw remember we don't do edits yeah okay i'll be right back (laughs) Then YouTube is definitely going to have that, just so you know. Just so you know. <laughs> Listen, to make Karina feel better, yes. the reason I was late, or late, I was still early. I was still four minutes early. And considering we recorded this on a day where daylight savings time happened. And listen, you had me up I know. nine o'clock my time. So I don't want to hear anything about people being late. No, no, no. I was no. here on time. I was, listen, I downed my breakfast and then I went, ooh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I finished and I limped all the way to my office and I stood right inside the door and I went, nope, be right back. <laughs> this, is, so, is this staying? So the raw, yes, this, is now staying. this is now, this is now, this is now staying. staying. Okay. Listen, listen. I love it. I, I think once we covered monkey masturbation and i said that more than once we can talk about people using the potty okay so hmm hmm no this is this is now staying <laughs> what did i miss oh you're gonna have to watch the episode now oh man <laughs> all right
that's what you missed. I fucking hate people. Anyway. What was that? That was amazing. You just yes, have a button that has, does that. These so are our goals. We'll get there one day, Karina. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah, yeah. an entire year following me around trying to very sly about getting me to drop the F-bombs. I need to get one with a record scratching. I need to edit that because it's so short and I need to be, to be fuck, 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 fuck. yeah, yeah, that's, that's my goals. Anyway, anyway, back to topic. You really missed sure. nothing of importance. You just missed my own potty stories. But did we, in the things we said we were going to cover and talk about, did we pretty much cover every, anything, everything? Is there anything you wanted to add? Because I think we're about... Yeah, over time, you know. No, we're. we're I think we're good. good. This was fun. I want yeah. to say thank you. Like oh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for no having problem. us. Well, thank you for joining us. This is what it's. You know what? This is what having a grooming community and a support system looks like. We are here for each other, and this is what it should look like all the time. But guys, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. All right. So we will see you next week, guys. Safe travels.